guys. I love you. Such a flattering, flattering introduction this evening. Is anyone else in support of Reject Shop Chocolate? Just really quickly. All right, I will fly that flag tonight. I'll support them in their, their filthy white chocolate. And I'm just, I'm just, I've just, I was listening to Pastor Chris's message the other, other week, and I've just determined to be easily impressed. You know, if it tastes something like chocolate, I'll eat it. But uh, anyway, that's another story. Hey, are you excited for the Word of God tonight? Yeah. I'm excited. This is something that's really been on my heart. It's quite simple, but I believe that it's going to be encouraging and hopefully inspiring for you and your walk with Jesus. But before we jump into it, I would love to just pray as we start. Uh, Jesus, we just thank you for your amazing word. We recognize that you're with us right now in this moment, that you are powerful and you have the power to change our lives and transform our lives into the amazing lives you want us to have. And we just pray for this evening. We, our hearts are open and we're ready to hear from you. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Why don't you turn the person beside you and say, I am ready. I am ready. I'm ready. And I want to start this evening with a story I was thinking about this week. How many people have been to Emu Gully? Yeah, yeah quite a few of us. All the interns have been. It's fantastic. Let's give it up for Emu Gully. Represent. And uh, I remember when I was a kid uh, in high school, I went to Emu Gully. Um, and they had this, this tricky kind of obstacle course that we were doing. And I should start this story by saying I'm a very um, competitive person. I like to win. Uh, and we did the mud and the, the kind of the facilitator. Is that what they're called to be? The facilitator? The facilitator? What do you actually call them? The heroes. Uh, Tavita is one of them, so that's why he said the heroes. The facilitator said that we were the fastest team ever to do the mud. Now, I don't know if that's something they tell every school, but that was enough to hype me up for this, this experience. So we got onto this, this next task, and, and we had these boards, and we basically had to put them from pole to pole across a mud pit to get to the other side. The issue was they didn't give us enough boards, uh, so it was kind of a puzzle. The, the board kind of didn't reach all of the, you know, the poles. And it, Anyway, I was, I was into it, right? I'm sold out. I'm like, we're going to win this. We're going to be the best school ever. TCC represent. All those people from grammar are going to come down here, and they're going to be like, well, TCC's got the record. Any people from TCC? A couple rep, repping it. Awesome. Um, and anyway... I got into it and I started talking quite a lot because uh, I, I thought I knew the solution. Now, the facilitator, hero, coordinator dude is like, all right, well, uh, Levi, you've just been shot. And this is a military-themed thing, okay? So that's, that's important to realize. You've been shot in the neck. You can't speak anymore. <laughs> so for the rest of the game, I was silent. And it was so difficult because... I felt like I knew the solution. I felt like I was going to fix this. I felt like I can actually make a difference here. And in the end, I just ended up being a spectator. Now, shout out to the, my classmates. They did a good job. Uh, they did it better than I was thinking of it. But in the moment, I'm like, man, I, I, if only I could make a difference in this situation. Um, and I don't know if you've ever felt the same, maybe or similar about life. But I know I have, where, where it can kind of feel like, you know, I have the solution, I have Jesus, I know that He can help whatever maybe my friends are going through or my family's going through, but, but sometimes it can feel like, man, that maybe the problem's just so big, how could I ever make a difference? How could I, where, where do I even start? You know, you turn on the news 
um, or you flick through the news on Facebook, it can, it can feel just like, man, the world's a real mess. Like, could I actually make a difference? And, and we can end up, if we're not careful, just being or feeling like we have to be spectators in life when we just watch these things go by and pass us by. But, but what I want to encourage us with tonight is I really believe that God hasn't called us to be spectators in life. He's got an incredible purpose for our lives and that He's actually called us to make a difference in the world around us. Does anyone believe that tonight? And so I've called the message very simply, you can make a difference. Turn the person beside you and say, you can make a difference. You can make a difference. And, and I think it's so important that we get this in our hearts that, hey, actually, I I'm, don't just have to be a spectator and watch my life go by. I can make a difference. I can have, leave an impact that lasts in this world even beyond when I might leave it. Um, and I want to share to us tonight a, a letter written from Paul to Timothy. And Timothy, at this point, he's a young man. He's kind of involved in planning churches and building churches and sharing the good news about Jesus. Um, but he's facing a few challenges. He's a young guy in a culture that really represents age and class and, and how old you are and the family you come from. He comes from a family that's a little bit unusual. It's a mixed race family. And back then, people were not for that. They were looked down upon. And, and Paul's writing to him, to encourage him that, hey, actually, Timothy, you can make a difference. So I want to read this tonight. And I believe this, this scripture is the same thing that God would say to anyone here tonight that wants to make a difference in their life. And just to make sure I'm among friends, does anyone want to make a difference this evening? Does anyone want to live a mediocre life where you just, you know, everyone forgets as soon as you die? No. Good. I'm glad there wasn't like 10 people like, yeah, sounds good. It's not good. Uh, so here's the letter, 1 Timothy 6, 11, and it says, but you, Timothy, or but you, 6 p.m. service at New Hope in Toowoomba or joining online, uh, man of God, flee from all of this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life of which you were called to uh, when you made, made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So I want, I want to just pull this apart a little bit tonight and encourage us with how can we make a difference in our life. Are you ready? Yes. Very good. You guys, are, you guys are with me tonight. I love it. It's awesome. The, the first thought is that we need to fight for what matters. If we want to make a difference, we have to fight for what matters. Paul encourages Timothy, fight the good fight for faith. He's basically saying, hey, fight for the things that are important in this life. Just for context, in the verse previous, Paul is basically saying, hey, I know there's a lot of people that have left the church and left following God because they want to chase money and fame and all the power that comes with it. And, but then he says to Timothy, but Timothy, flee from this and pursue righteousness, goodness, love, patience, and meekness or humbleness. Um, fight the good face. Fight for something that matters. Fight for other people. Don't just fight for yourself. Fight for these things that are going to build up the lives of others. And you know, there's so many things we can fight for in our life. Uh, the world will tell us we need to fight for a newer car. Um, that if that you basically you pov if you don't have Apple Play in your car, um, which I really want Apple Play, but I'm, I'm not going to fall into that trap of needing that right now. Uh, you know, they tell you, you need to fight for a bigger house, for a better job, for more money 
for more Instagram followers, for more uh, followers to following, a better ratio there. They tell you that you need to chase after those things. And, and I think it can be really easy to get tempted to make our lives about pursuing these things that are only really magnifying ourselves, are only really about us. And I think that what Paul is encouraging Timothy is, hey, don't just fight for things that build yourself up, but fight for things that build others up. If you want to make a difference in your life, don't just fight for yourself, but actually fight for others. And the amazing promise in the Bible is, is God says that as you fight for others, He actually fights for you. So you don't miss out when you fight for others. Fight for that, fight to love other people. Fight to forgive other people. And really, this is just who Jesus is. This is, this is not something that Jesus just does. It's who He is. If you read stories of Jesus in the Bible, he's the one that's breaking down the balls of racism and sexism. He's the one that's standing up for the people who are oppressed. He's the one that's hanging out and giving hope to the poor. He's the one that's touching lepers that people wouldn't go near. Jesus was just so about loving people that he was willing to break free from the mold of society just to reach other people. And I think if we want to make a difference, we've got to be willing to do the same, to say, hey, this is what society wants, but I want to actually live a life that's worthwhile, that makes a difference. Fight for what actually matters, people. So I wonder what you're fighting for in your life. And this is not a question because I'm wrapping up, but I think it's a good time to start thinking about it. Hey, what am I actually fighting for? You know, when it comes to your workplace, are you fighting for self-promotion? Or are you fighting to promote other people? You know, when you're speaking to your boss, are you talking about how you really nailed that job and the client was really happy? Or are you talking about how the apprentice that came along with you actually did an awesome job and is really stepping up? Uh, you know, are you talking about how you've really got everything under control? Or are you encouraging in front of your boss the other people in your workplace? Are you fighting for yourself or are you fighting for others? I wonder when it comes to maybe even the schoolyard, are you fighting to be a part of the cool, uh, the cool group, quote unquote, the cool group? Are you fighting to make people who feel maybe insecure and left out feel like they're welcomed and they have a place? In your relationships, are you fighting so that you would feel loved, so that you would feel accepted? Are you, or are you fighting that those that might feel marginalized would feel loved and accepted? It's a subtle change, but I think that's the kind of people that make a difference. They're not just about self, they're about others as well. So what are you fighting for? And Paul encourages Timothy, he says, fight for faith. Um, Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. It's basically, faith is like, I, even though I can't see this yet, I believe it's going to happen. And, and Paul's saying, be the kind of person that fights for faith. Sometimes it can be a challenge to have faith, right? Because we, we, maybe we can't see it yet. Maybe what we see is disappointment. What we see is discouragement. What we see is a very empty bank balance that's making me question, can I go to after parties or not? Maybe that's what we see. But I think we've got to actually choose to fight for faith in those moments and say, hey, even though I'm discouraged, I'm going to fight for my hope. Even though I'm disappointed, I'm going to fight for love. Even though that person hurt me, I'm going to fight to forgive them because I want to fight for what matters in my life. Fight for what matters. If you want to make a difference, fight for something that matters. The second thought, if you want to make a difference, are you still with me this evening? It's good. Everyone's receiving. It's great. You're the, you're the best 6 p.m. crowd ever. 
You're not a crowd, but you know, the first group of 6 p.m.ers I've ever seen. It's awesome. Second thing, you've got to hold on to your calling. You've got to fight for what matters and hold on to your calling if you want to make a difference in your life. And I love how Paul starts off that scripture to Timothy. He says, but you, man of God. Now, now this isn't just Timothy, uh, Paul, sorry, being encouraging to Timothy saying, you know, good on you, man of God. What he's actually doing is he's reaffirming Timothy's calling. He's saying, but hey, you, man of God, set apart one, special one, one with a purpose. Hey, but you, pursue what matters, fight for what matters, remember your calling in the midst of all that you're in. And it, it almost reminds me of in Jeremiah 1.5, and I think that this is what God speaks over all of us. It says, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. He's saying, hey, remember, you are set apart. You are special. You can make a difference in your life. And I love that that scripture in Jeremiah where it's talking about a prophet. The picture is an influencer of kings is what a prophet was back in the day. They were the ones that kings would listen to. And, and I don't know about you, but I think that God has got such an incredible calling on your life that he would use you to influence people that maybe you have no business influencing. Like really, when people look at it from the outside, it's like, why are you talking to that person? Why are you taking their advice? But it's because God has put a special call on your life to be an influencer of kings, the kind of person that hears what God says and speaks what God says, and not in a negative, condemning way, but an encouraging way. Really, that's what prophecy in the Bible is all about. It's speaking what God is speaking. It's about saying, hey, you're a champion. Hey, you're loved by God. Hey, you can make a difference. That's, that's what prophecy is. So hold on to your calling. Obviously, Timothy was facing these challenges um, in his life of, of people come, coming against him and leaving the church and maybe not even respecting him. But he had to fight to hold on to his calling. Um, I know for Talitha and myself, when we first got married, um, after like being married a little bit, we kind of felt like God was doing something new in our life. Maybe it was calling us to something a little bit different. Um, the opportunity came up to pastor a church in a country called Taiwan, which is uh, just off the border of, of China. It's kind of like China's Tasmania, but it's a different country. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like what it is. Uh, it's just off to the side there. And, and we really felt like it was from God. We really felt like God was in it, that that's what he was calling us to do. Um, and so even though we were a little bit freaked out about it, because we were not, didn't have any pastoral experience, uh, we, we headed over there and stepped out in faith. And you know, a lot of people would say, oh, so you pastors in Australia? And I was like, man, I was a life group leader in youth. Like, that's what I was doing. Which is not to put down life group leaders in youth. It's to say, if you're a life group leader in youth, God has got big things for you. Don't look down on yourself because of where you are right now. What you are doing in this moment is making a difference. Um, but I remember we faced challenges because when we got there, uh, we started pastoring. I had only just turned 21. Uh, we're in a culture that really looked down, or not looked down on age, but valued age. Um, and I remember facing opposition from people who thought I was too young, I didn't have enough experience, my message was too simple, to which I'd say, yeah, but simple is good, uh, right? Who, who believes simple is good? But there was a challenge, and we had to choose that, hey, we are going to hold on to our calling, even though it's going against the grain of what's maybe socially acceptable. We're going to fight to love people. We're going to fight for what matters. And, 
all the while, people were being added to the church. And we had probably the youngest church in Taipei, the, the city that we're in. Um, people would come to our morning service and be like, oh, you've got a young church. And I'm like, I oh, know. And this is our oldest service. Like, you wait for the 2 p.m. service. It's like, it's literally like a youth group. Um, and, and, you know, in the first year we were there, the church doubled in size, full of people with stories of being hopeless and finding purpose, people who'd given up on their life, who then discovered, actually, no, there's more to life than what it's just, I'm just seeing in the day-to-day. Um, so I, I just want to encourage you, hold on to the calling that God has got for you. Hold on to fight. Keep fighting for something that matters. Keep fighting for it. We had to hold on to our calling. So when challenges come, hold on to your calling. The final thought is be willing to follow. Paul, was, Paul said there, pursue righteousness in a godly life. Don't just wait for those things to happen, but actually get out there and pursue it. Actually get out there and follow the call of God. Follow what God is calling to. Uh, I remember we actually obviously came back from Taiwan after six years, that's why we're here. Um, and I guess it started at the start of last year. We kind of really felt like God was speaking to us and, and, and again, moving us to something new. Because similar kind of feeling when we went over there. Um, and for us, that was really difficult because, you know, Taiwan had become home for us. It was, we came to Australia. Australia was the place we holidayed, you know. Toowoomba was our holiday destination. It wasn't so much like home. Because um, our, fa- our friends were there. We had our family over there. And, you know, so it was, it was kind of a challenge. But we just came to the point where it was like, man, God, I just want to be where you are. I just want to be where you want me to be. I, I know that you're with me in whatever I do. But, God, I just want to follow you wherever you are leading me. Uh, and that's what brought us back to, Taiwan, uh, back to Australia. It wasn't a feeling of being afraid of COVID. Actually, Taiwan was doing better than Australia with COVID. So people were like, my friends in my workplace were like, are you crazy? Why are you going to Australia now? Uh, and we're like, I know, it's wild. Uh, we actually decided before COVID and then COVID happened, which made it a lot more inconvenient to move back to Australia. Uh, we got to spend a lovely 14 days in, in quarantine, which was actually really cool. We got to uh, eat lots of delicious food and we were in the Marriott in Brisbane. It was like, this is fantastic. Um, uh, so it's what you make of it. But, you know, we, we just were like, we're so determined to follow God where He's calling us. And, you know, I just want to encourage you with that. Like, if you want to make a difference, be actually willing to follow where God is leading you, even if it is a little bit uncomfortable. Maybe it's out of your comfort zone. Maybe it's something that you haven't done before. Maybe it's just a totally new thing. I want to encourage you. Be prepared to follow where God is calling you. Uh, Because when you follow, there's no telling how He's going to use you and what kind of difference He can make through you. Uh, You know, I've seen a lot of people, unfortunately, make decisions, and and God's almost like the afterthought. Uh, It's like, you know, we're moving to some random place on some other side of the earth, and it's like, great, what church are you going to go to? And it's like, oh, I don't know. Can you recommend me a good church? And it's like, bro, I don't know of any good churches in Mozambique. Sorry. I'm, sh- I'm sure they're there, but that you probably should have like researched that before you made the decision to go. I'm not saying don't move to Mozambique. I'm sure it's a great place. I'm saying follow where God wants you to go. Don't just chase after your own desires, your own wants and needs, where you want to go. Actually follow God and be open to that still small voice of the, of the Holy Spirit. That, that small calling inside. And maybe I can even hear a couple of people tonight, maybe you're even thinking like, I don't even know what my calling is. And I would just encourage you um, 
that, that calling is not about, not necessarily moving overseas or being a pastor. Calling is about following what God is saying to you right now. Uh, I think of Jesus speaking to the disciples. When he called them, he just said, come, follow me. And I think that God's call for us is still the same today. It's not, you have to do these big, miraculous, flashy things. It's like, hey, would you follow me? Would you obey that still, small voice inside? And I really believe that's what makes a difference is this decision that you make right now, the decision you make at after parties in you know, a little bit of time, the decision you make tomorrow, when that moment comes, that's what really matters. The decision that you're faced with right now is what actually enables you to make a difference in your life. Um, even if you've made poor decisions in the past, if you make a good decision tonight, that could all turn around. It, you don't have to be worried about what if I make a bad decision tomorrow. You, you can worry about tomorrow when it comes. Just make a good decision right now. Good intentions are nothing compared to making a good quality decision right now to fight for what matters, to hold on to your calling, to maybe go against the flow a little bit. And I think you'll never know the impact that you'll have when you just decide to say, hey, you know what, God, I'm available. I'm gonna listen to you as you speak to me. And just I'm wrapping up, you know, a song I've been singing a lot recently, I was talking to Gabe about this week, about it this week, how sometimes you just get in a, a zone with a song and it's like, you, you know, it's your vibe. You're listening to it every day. Uh, I was listening to this song called Available by Elevation Worship. Um, and the lyrics are basically, I hear you call, I am available. And I've just been kind of playing that on repeat in my head. And it's funny how God sometimes calls us to follow at maybe slightly inconvenient times uh, with unusual tasks. And it happened to me last weekend, I was coming to church and I was praying, I was believing for a great day in church. And as I turned in um, to the street, I noticed someone had smashed a HSP on the corner. If you don't know what HSP is, it's a halal snack pack. You know, that delicious but terrible for your body food that they sell at kebab shops where it's like chips and a kebab and it's delicious, but it's terrible. Anyway, one of them was smashed on the corner um, and, I, you know, I just kept driving. And then I started to like hear this little knocking of my heart, on my heart of, you should go back and pick that up. And my first response was, that's rank. Like, it's... <laughs> Sorry, but it's, it's been there for way too long. I'm not going back. I could basically smell it as I went past. I don't want to pick that up. Um, and then I started to think like, you know, I didn't put it there. And it's not actually, you know, you know when I get to church, I try to make a good habit of like I pick up stuff. I care for my father's house here. Yeah? There's rubbish on the floor. I'll pick it up. If someone tried to Kobe a bit of uh, paper in the boys' toilets and missed, I'll help them get it in. I'll, I'll get the assist on that one. Uh, give them the assist. <laughs> But I'm like, well, it's not even out the front of the church, God. Like, you know, it's just on the street. And, and I just felt this strong voice of, you should go back and pick that up. Um, you should take care of the street. It's the first thing that people see when they pull into the street is this halal snack pack. Uh, so I went back, uh, got out of my car. It did stink um, of barbecue sauce. Put it in my car. So my car then stunk of barbecue sauce. Uh, put it in the bin and kind of thought nothing of it. And I was talking to Pastor Chris a little bit later. And it came up and he said, you know, we've got neighbors in the street and they've said that ever since the church has moved in, the street has become a better place. And I thought, wow, like, even though they will never, ever know that I picked up that halal snack pack, I was a part of loving on people through God. I was, I was God's instrument to love on people and, and they'll never know. And it's such an insignificant thing. It's just a halal snack pack, for goodness sake. It's not a big deal. 
But it just made me really think that, hey, I've got to be so open to what God is speaking to me because I don't know what He's going to do. He could use the simplest act of obedience to make a massive change in someone's life. And, and maybe I'm just 1% of our neighbor's stories when it comes to hearing about the love of God, but I'm still gonna be that 1%. You know, I'm gonna still be a part of that because you know what? I'm fighting for what matters, even though it doesn't seem like a big deal for me. I'm gonna fight for that. I'm gonna fight to be humble enough to go back and pick it up. Or I'm gonna be humble enough and, and, and brave enough to forgive when someone offends me. I'm gonna fight for what matters. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chase after my calling and hold on to my calling because I want to make a difference. And I know I can make a difference. And that's the final thought I've got just as I finish is that as we obey and as we follow and listen to that still small voice that speaks to us about making other people's lives better, God actually gives us the power to make a difference. As we step out in faith, He follows up with the power and, and with the plan. And just the second part of Hebrews 13 as a wrap up, it says, may He equip you with all that you need for doing His will. May He produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to Him. And I think that's great. When I just give God the opportunity, that's what He does. He gives me the strength that I need. He gives me the grace that I need. He gives me the patience that I need. So I wanna encourage us, 6 p.m. service, you can make a difference. Turn the person beside you and say, you can make a difference. Encourage you, fight for what matters. Hold on to your calling and continue to follow that still small voice. A couple of questions as we finish, just to apply it. Question one, what am I fighting for? Is it something that matters or is it just me? When you think about your life and your week and every aspect, what are you fighting for? Is there any area of my life that I've been challenged in and am tempted to give up where I know God's called me to it? Is there some challenge that you're facing that actually if you just call it out, you'd recognize that, no, this is an area I need to hold on to my calling. Final thought, am I willing to follow? When I hear that little voice, no matter how big or small, am I willing to take a step of faith? Because to be honest, in the moment, that's the decision that really matters. And I wanna encourage us, church, let's make quality decisions. And um, why don't we all stand? I'd love to pray for us just at the end of the service here. I just really feel that maybe God's giving some people vision tonight. Maybe you're getting a vision for your life that you didn't have where you, you're actually starting to see that I can actually make a difference. Uh, maybe you felt insignificant before. Maybe people have actually told you that you're insignificant. And, and I would just reject that so strongly and say that God has got such an incredible purpose and plan for your life that you can actually make a difference in your life. So I'd love to just pray over all of us right now. Jesus, we just thank you for every person in this room and everyone who's joining online. I thank you that you've called us to do great things, to bring the good news about you to the people around us by loving on them and caring for them. God, I thank you that, you know, when we just obey you, you actually call that obedience. Uh, you call that worship, God, that, that as we love people, that's worshipful to you. And, and we just wanna be a people that we fight for what matters, God, that we hold on to our calling when the challenges come and we're willing to follow no matter how big or small it is. And we just pray, God, we would recognize opportunities from you this week as they come. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, and maybe you're here tonight and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus or to even get to know Jesus. I just encourage you that by making that decision tonight, again, that's the only decision that matters, the decision you make right now 
a decision to even just take a step towards Jesus could change the trajectory of the rest of your life. So I'd encourage you, if that's you, maybe even think of praying a prayer just like, Jesus, I want to believe in you. Would you come into my life and, and I want to start following you. Um, and if that is you, Slater's got some information for you to help you with your next steps.